Hey everyone, it's Chelsea Van Buskirk with the Heart AF Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I just came up on the year anniversary of this podcast, which is pretty cool. I launched that first episode in the beginning of August of 2022. So I know I have and had them going weekly like I had for the first, I don't know, six or seven months, I think, of the show. Because of all the shit that's been going on this year, I'm getting back to it, right? Like, we're going. I'm trying to keep it up so I can get things going more consistently again. Anyway, I also had a birthday, so that's fun. 36 now, so that's pretty cool. Birthdays are a little tough for me with not having either of my parents here. It's always a little hard for me, right? A little emotional I get on my birthdays especially since my mother when she passed away was in 2009 i had just turned 22 and she passed away right after my birthday that year and so that anniversary always has been intertwined with my birthday and it, it took some time to let go of some guilt i felt from that i feel like i've come a long way since then but it's still just one of those things where it is a little bit more emotionally heavy around my birthday and then the fact that my dad is no longer here is probably even more heavy because I was a daddy's girl. Me and my dad were very close and he was somebody that always made my birthday extra special. He would call and usually play me a birthday song and always got me really awesome gifts and just was always super thoughtful. I think it's because being that he was in a wheelchair, like giving gifts was probably one of the ways that he was able to show love. Just not being able to really do anything physically, he was able to kind of show things by gift giving. And I miss those little gestures or he, I have actually, hold on. There's an array of gifts right here from over the years from him, whether it was Mother's Day or my birthday or probably those two. Those are the two things that he normally would give me gifts for, but I just miss him a lot. And it just becomes very apparent around my birthday. And so that becomes heavy. And even like the weeks leading up, it's been strange where, you know, I've been, if you've listened to one of the episodes, I think it was last, around last winter, where I was seeing my dad's initials on license plates. That's usually a sign I take from him, just saying he's around, he's still here watching over. And I still see those every now and again. And always like a little gentle reminder about him that he's around. and. I feel like it comes and goes in waves where maybe it's not that I don't think about him constantly, but I don't let myself remember a lot of stuff because then I just get really sad. And we were on a camping trip recently where it was like he he was just everywhere, right? There's things kept popping up that were like reminiscent of my dad where the people we were camping with, they lived outside of Pueblo, which is where my dad went to college. And then it turns out the guy that we were camping with is cousins with the guy my dad played football with. And then my dad's old best friend happened to call me because he was in town and actually this football, he brought me this football. This was a football that him and my dad used to practice with when they were kids and growing up and playing football together and through high school. And so it was really cool that he gave me that football. Just all these things that are just your dad, right? And then my husband's aunt asked us when we were camping with these people because they were asking questions about my dad and you know, she just brought up, they had such a special relationship and they talked about his accent a little bit. And so then the people I'd never met before were asking questions. How did your dad get hurt? What's the story? And 
And so rehashing some of those details that I haven't really dwelled on in a while was also emotional. And I just have been really sad, like just really missing him, just wishing I could talk to him on the phone. And so I was going for a walk and I have some voicemails still saved on my phone from him. And I wish I had saved older ones, but the ones that I have are only go back to 2017 and, and he died in 2021. In 2017, he had just got over a significant illness where his speech had been affected from that illness. And you can hear him trying to enunciate words and things like that, and just listening to the the way his speech had, was how it was at that time, and listening to his voice. And then I have a voicemail from the night he went into the hospital right before he passed away, and I was staying at his house, and it's a, it's a three minute long voicemail because he would always call me. Like we had these baby monitors. So when I would stay at his house, like he would have the baby monitor and he would call me through the baby monitor if he needed something. Like during the night, it could be he wanted his sheet pulled down because he was too hot or he wanted the sheet pulled up because he was cold or usually one of those things or like his mask, had he had a CPAP mask and maybe he like hit it or it got off his nose or whatever. So he would need his mask adjusted, things like that. And so sometimes the baby monitor wouldn't always work or I wouldn't hear it. And so he would use his like Alexa to call me. And so that was the way that he reached out to me a lot. So it'd be like 1030 at night and he'd call from Alexa. So he had called me and it was on my voicemail, which I was in the room at that time, but it just recorded this three minute kind of scene from that night. And I was listening to it as I was going for my walk because I just reminiscing, like wanting to hear his voice, right? And listening to his voice as I was, walking that morning i could hear how much in pain he was and i have listened to this voicemail i used to listen to it a lot right after he passed but for whatever reason at this time listening to the voicemails even in 2017 in 2018 and 2019 like the struggle in his voice and then hearing it that night that he went into the hospital and never made it home i had this realization on how hard he had fought to keep living for me and how hard that was because he was very much struggling in his body and the way his voice sounded that night broke my heart a little bit listening to it this time because it was like that realization he was in pain he had been struggling to live for a while he had lived with his physical impairments, being a quadriplegic for over 30 years. And he got to do all the things that he didn't think he was gonna be able to, right? He fought to see me through high school. He fought to see me graduate college. He fought to see me give birth to all of his grandchildren. He fought to be there to roll me down the wedding aisle and have that father-daughter dance at my wedding. And I know that was important to him. I literally have conversations saved and that was actually, that's an odd thing to say that we had a conversation saved. So it wasn't a saved conversation, but it was a saved text message that I had sent my cousin after me and my dad had this conversation privately. He had been diagnosed with colon cancer and they were pushing him to do some chemotherapy which we were both in agreement. We really didn't want him to do because we thought that would just end his life even quicker and give him a low quality of life while he was going through those treatments. It wasn't really worth it in this scenario that it was probably better to just do the scans and blood work every six months and just let him live out 
his life the best he can with what he has left, right? That was our decision we had come to. And in having that conversation, he had said he wasn't afraid to die, that the only thing he was afraid of was leaving me behind because he knew that I didn't have anybody left, right? Like my mom is gone, you know, my grandparents are gone. Like he's one of the, one of the only pieces of family, direct family that I have. And I assured him that I'd be okay. And so for whatever reason, hearing his voice on that voicemail and hearing the struggle, the pain in, in his voice made me feel a little guilty because I so selfishly did want to keep him around. I liked having him around and to be being grateful and that he did fight so hard and he wanted to stay here for me, right? And it wasn't just me, there was other people, my two cousins that he wanted to stay around for and his caretaker, Jake, he wanted to stay around for. I think that was really, that was probably the hardest thing for him was knowing he would be leaving all of us physically behind, right? And at the same time, oh my gosh, what a man that he hung on for so long and all the things that he struggled with living in this physical world and probably how free he is to be where he is now and being able to still be part of our lives in a different way. He's still around, but it's just, it's different for us who are still living in this plane, if you will. But anyway, it was just a sad, but also beautiful realization of how we can have these big feelings, whether it's grief after you've lost someone or a relationship that has ended that didn't you know, end the way that you wanted it to. We can get so focused on our own selfish feelings in that relationship, we don't always acknowledge what it was like for the other person or what their side of the story is or what things that they were compromising or sacrificing for the relationship with you, right? Because it's hard to know. And especially if we don't always, communicate clearly, right? But also, I don't think my dad would ever say, hey, I'm like ready to be free of these physical struggles I'm dealing with. I'm just holding on and sacrificing that because of you. That's not something that my dad would have said to me ever. So there's certain things where you don't really tell people. So think about how often you might sacrifice or compromise something for yourself or someone else because you love them or you're trying to show them love or do something for them. And I think we don't always realize the things that they might be doing on their end too, right? I talked in an episode recently about how we can get sucked into being the victim and wanting to be right and thinking the other person's wrong and just getting so caught up and wanting to prove the fact that we're right and they're wrong that we lose track of maybe the, the absolute truth. There's our truth and then there's another person's truth, right? I've lost a few friendships this year that have been pretty hard. They were significant friendships, but I do think that things happen and, and people will vibrate out of your life as you grow and change yourself, right? It's just a natural thing that happens and sometimes it might not be your choice or maybe it is or things just happen i think the way that they're meant to happen and sometimes they can be painful and we can blame or we can try to create stories in our head about however we wanted to see the situation they have a side of their story also right have you seen those posts where it's you might be like the villain in someone else's story but a hero in another one things like that you can't change how people are going to think and feel about you and I know I start off on this kind of sad situation with my grief with my dad, but when certain things we can be like angry or, or mad or sad without really realizing the extent of how the other person was feeling on the other end too, right? Like almost having a greater um, type of empathy for other people and what their side of the story is or what they were dealing with. Even for like my mom and her passing, like there was a lot of anger on my side, right? Like a lot of anger, like why did you live the life that you did? Like, why did you make these choices? And like, you could have gotten better and she couldn't, right? And 
I don't know how she was then maybe she tried maybe we don't I don't know but I know that where she is now she's finally free from the demons she was fighting here physically right and I think every person on this planet like we literally just do the best we can with what we know at any given moment and life is a journey I believe that we choose things from a different place before we're born, right? Like our souls choose to experience certain life lessons um, for our soul growth, the types of people that come in and out of our lives, that we choose our parents, the types of parents we are gonna have and the experiences. Like it's all meant for some kind of higher lesson and it could be a lesson on the physical plane or it could just be your soul's lesson to evolve into something else like getting put into this human experience to learn something to gain something to have an impact there's studies of this but i've heard where certain souls literally their purpose for coming into a life is for another soul's lesson like their brief soul journey on in this lifetime might have just been for another soul's experience right like they their time on here was meant to be brief it was meant to come in and help other souls with their journeys. And as humans, that's hard, right? It's still hard for humans to do, right? Like we don't always have that ability to tap into that kind of knowledge or knowing. It is there deep inside, but it's really hard to take away all of the physical layers of our, our minds to really wrap around some of these things to realize that they were meant for our soul growth. They were meant for our for our higher selves, our higher evolution, however you want to say it. it. They're meant to bring us back to that divine power, that connection, to know that we aren't alone, that we all come from the same space. You always analyze certain like tragedies and things like people say, why would God let this happen? Things like that. And that's not really, I believe it's not God who's doing these things. It's humans. It's, it's humans that are using their human things, right? Our human experiences and that's the humanness in us, right? That we get these angry feelings and whatever evil stuff, that's not God, that's not where we come from. That's darkness, that's humanness, that's stuff where we get sucked in where we're not letting any light in and we're closed off and I can go really deep in all that kind of stuff. But honestly, I think it's just very important to realize that every relationship, whether it's a parent, a family relationship, a friend, a partner, a child, like there's a reason for that relationship in your life. And it can be really easy to get almost self-centered in some of these relationships on how the relationships affect us. But it is needed to occasionally take a step back and take a look and see what's going on the other side of things, right? What's going on with this person? I've been struggling a lot as a mother recently. Like all of my kids are in different stages. And so I, I had a lot of struggles with my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's a budding teenager, and then my youngest son, who has some sensory issues and some behavior stuff, and it's just, he's been very challenging. And I did start a parenting class recently, and one of the things that was stressed is instead of getting yourself worked up and reacting to whatever your child might be doing, is to get curious and try to understand where their behavior is coming from, or trying to ask more questions and get on their level and see why they're feeling the way they are feeling or what is the unmet need that is causing the behavior. And that's been a huge awakening for myself and becoming more aware of those types of things. And I will tell you when I'm in a situation where I can become aware of me like starting to react and I can calm my own self down instead of getting worked up and coming 
almost at either a defensive or I've been like disrespected. So I'm like coming at them in this like uh, combative mode or getting angry and worked up. Being able to recognize when I'm getting that way and to be able to take that step back and calm myself and get curious and start asking them questions or start trying to be more interested in why they're behaving the way they are, why we're having this altercation, if you will. I've seen as my defenses go down, my child's defenses go down, we're able to have more conversations. I'm able to empathize or see where they're coming from. And that allows me to get them down or dysregulated into a more neutral state. And then we can actually have a better neutral conversation to actually come to a solution or like a compromise or something where we can work together. And I know that sounds a little complicated, but it's not something that you can just change, right? We get stuck in our habits. We all have our internal triggers and things, but it's been a really helpful way to slow down and become aware. And very similar to where I started off with this story is just really becoming aware of where other people are coming from, what kinds of things they're doing and be, be, being more understanding and having compassion for other people and being willing to let our defenses down and be more understanding and maybe realizing how we might be selfish in some ways. And we're all entitled to our wants and needs. And I think those are fair and we're, it's fine to have our own feelings, but it's also nice to just be able to realize where other people might be coming from, where other people might need some compassion and understanding and know that you're not alone. And just because you're having these feelings in the situation with my dad, I, it's okay for me to be sad, but it's also okay to be grateful for what I had. It's also okay to realize what all my dad did, right? And to be like even more grateful for that and to just keep his memory alive instead of being afraid of the sadness and, and all these things. And again, almost like focusing on like the positives instead of the negative kind of things. Or when I think back about my mom, like maybe I don't focus on the ways I felt hurt and betrayed by her. Like maybe focusing on those rare moments where we had some good times or the times she did show up or the things she did do that were showing me love and like focusing on those things. Or looking back at some of the friendships I've had and remembering the good things um, that they brought into my life and the lessons I might have learned through their friendships instead of seeing like the ways I feel like I was hurt by them or the ways I was offended by them like just keeping the focus on their person too they're going through their own journey and they may or may not have meant to hurt me right I don't know and instead of dwelling on and feeling hurt and like a victim I can let it be what it was and appreciate the goodness I got from it and appreciate the lesson for whatever that lesson was for my soul to have that interaction with that other person. So yeah, I think that's where this episode is really getting to becoming aware in this curious part, right? Approaching different things with a curious mind and seeing how we can see things from other perspectives or from another person's point of view, if it's somebody that we may no longer have that relationship anymore and have some feelings about that, right? Like looking at those relationships through that curiosity lens and where they might be coming from and having that understanding and compassion for ourselves and the other people that come in and out of our lives. Please let me know if you have any feedback or anything you want to add about any experiences you may have had or realizations or what you think about what I've talked about today. You can leave a comment on the, this podcast video on YouTube, or you can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. My handle is at Chelsea.